1: I was in such a good mood, and then you had to go and play that.
2: Oh, but David, yes, it's Friday. It is Friday. Friday.
1: <laughs> no, I still am in a good mood. Yeah, a very happy Friday to everybody at January 27th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us. Last Friday of January, I've got my coffee ready to go. Weekend is almost here. Let's light this candle.
2: Oh, I like it. I have so many plans right now for the weekend, and I guarantee, come Monday, maybe one or two off the list will get there. But that's hey, okay.
1: That's all right. Let's bring it on. You know, we have such exciting lives. It's it's just amazing. <laughs> we started talking this morning the wonderful things that it that we do on the weekend, and one of them, and again, so exciting. Vacuuming.
2: Vacuuming.
1: Vacuuming.
2: There is something quite satisfying. I know I am not the only one who thinks this. There is something wonderfully just calming, just back and forth with that vacuum cleaner. I get a lot of pleasure out of seeing all that dog hair come up into the canister. Absolutely. I vacuumed last night. Oh,
1: You did. I know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Move the furniture back. And you know what? The things you discover, this is what's so funny. Yeah. I moved my, uh, Kind of coffee table back to get under there. I found one single puzzle piece. Ah. I have no idea what puzzle puzzle it belonged to. I'm going to guess it was our Christmas puzzle, but I'm not sure. But I guarantee (laughs) we're going to find out and I'm going to go, I know where that piece is.
1: See, now you got to put the puzzle together to see
2: see which one it is. Yeah, I have a pretty good idea. Although, unfortunately, you know, if that means if it's like, uh, I don't know, bugs or whatever. You find one, you know that there's a hundred more somewhere else. Right? Yeah, there's probably more missing than just that one little piece. I right, wouldn't yeah. be so lucky, but yeah, I'm going to do some more vacuuming more this week.
1: Vacu- that's exciting. You know, I could go out and have a night on the town, but <laughs> why do that when you can stay, stay home, and, home vacuum? and vacuum? Absolutely. I
2: have never found a good way to vacuum stairs. Maybe yeah. one of our listeners can write in it's tough. and let us know what has been the best product brand whatever to get those stairs because like all of the attachments never roll the carpet as well but it's hard to get the big one yeah to get into all the crevices and it's just not easy
1: i have my system down so i have just you know a standard upright vacuum cleaner so i take the wand off of the uprights and mm-hmm. i got to carry the upright it's kind of you know it's a little heavy but you know i I'm doing it. and okay. uh, So then I take the wand, and I use the wand to get into the creases and folds of the stairs. And right. I work my way upstairs, and then when I get to the top... Then I take the upright portion, and it does fit on the flat part of the stairs,
2: Okay. and
1: I can roll that back and forth, and then I work my way back down. Now, I got to be careful, because you got a cord, and you don't want to trip and fall, and it always worries my wife. She's like, be careful when you do that. I I know. (laughs) So, yeah. So, that's my system, and it works pretty good. Okay. It's it's not one of my most fun things to do with vacuuming, but... It is effective it is effective yeah
2: now i've had various vacuum cleaners throughout the years that we have been married oh, I know. none of them have been ones that i went gosh i really love this one mm-hmm. they've all been just fine that includes the house that we've lived in now for almost 18 years right that has a central vacuum system oh it does yeah so i have this long like long cord yeah you know it's a plug-in and then it also has like the tubing right you and it plugs into the wall. Okay. And in the garage, there's one of those big yeah. vacuum systems. I've seen
1: that before. I yeah. I used
2: it maybe twice. <laughs> and I went, yeah. oh, yeah, this you one's like not it. working. Yeah. No. And, I mean, it's we've been in the house for 17 years. It's not new construction. So that's about a 30-year-old system. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. probably better ways than 30-year-old systems. So
1: the tank in the garage, if you did use it, you have to empty
2: that periodically periodically okay. it gets me it does still get used because if we're at home we need to vacuum out i used to use this all the time in the minivan yeah vacuum out all of the crumbs it works great in the garage for something like that i can see that yeah it just i think that there was too much distance between the vacuum and then the outlets where the the tubing connected
1: So you're just, you just use a I just use vacuum. a vacuum yeah. cleaner. Yeah, all right. Okay. Well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> Hot vacuum talk on a Friday morning. So uh, getting you ready to do some vacuuming this weekend. I guess we should start the show. What do you got we coming up? We probably should. Yeah. Well,
2: David, you know the four gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. but Pope Francis says every married couple, we need to be proclaiming the gospel of the family. All right. I'll explain.
1: Very good. And uh, Portland foot traffic downtown continues to grow have that in the news for you as well.
2: So we got a great show ahead for you on this Friday morning. Here is Audrey Assad and Deliverer. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
3: You are not
1: It is Audrey Assad and Deliver. It's 7-Eleven at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend, where you can be sure you will always get vacuuming talk. That's why you tuned to the show.
2: Oh, that was the best Friday morning discussion that we've had.
1: You know who's a good vacuumer? That would be Ken Helanius. We should ask him. We'll ask him his vacuuming skills.
4: He'll be with us right after the forecast.
5: Join Mater Dei Radio and Holy Cross Priest, Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with
6: the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for sin, For the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
5: For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit maturadayradio.com.
6: Find the peace you need by joining Monterey Radio and the Benedictine monks of Mount Angel Abbey on the Hail Mary Media app. Throughout the day, you can break away from the stress and worry of your world and journey to the Abbey Church on the Hilltop for a live stream of the Liturgy of the Hours. In addition to these peaceful times with the monks, the Hail Mary Media app also features Monterey Radio's live broadcast, podcast of all our original programming including shows available exclusively on the app, an interactive community calendar of Catholic events, your own customizable schedule of personal prayer reminders, and much more. Download some peace into your life today. Look for Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or click MatredayRadio.com for all the details. Find your peace with the Benedictine Monks of Mount Angel Abbey on the Hail Mary Media app. From Matreday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
2: And it is 714 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, overnight, the next weather system moved in and we are waking up to morning rain. Spotty showers going to continue through the day. Now, daytime high is going to get us to the mid to upper 40s. Then overnight, we cool down to the mid 30s. More rain is tracking for tomorrow, and cold air is also moving in, so that brings that possibility of snow all the way down to the valley floor Saturday night. Sunday and Monday, it's going to be pretty frigid temperatures, but sun should be making an appearance.
1: All right, 45 degrees at Our Lady of the Lake Church in Lake Oswego.
2: And it is 44 degrees at Seton Catholic High School in Vancouver.
0: Sometimes hilarious, always hilarious. It's keeping up with Ken Helanius on Mater Day Radio.
1: And it is always a pleasure to talk with the host of Living Stones heard every Monday evening 7:30 right here on Mater Day Radio, anytime on the Hail Mary Media app. And he is our man at the University of Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana. But this week Ken Helanius is rubbing elbows with the stars. Good morning to you, sir. <laughs>
5: Good morning, David.
7: How are you?
1: I am doing very well. Well, tell our listeners where you are at today.
7: Yeah, so I have uh, spent this past week in uh, Park City, Utah, attending the Sundance Film Festival uh, and a uh, and an associated conference called the Wind Rider Summit. Uh, and so I've been here watching films and having uh, conversations uh, uh, with filmmakers and screenwriters. Uh, we've chatted uh, with the occasional actor as well. And um, the the group that I'm with, uh, Windrider, uh, is a uh, an, uh, kind of a group or an institute that's devoted to promoting Christian values in filmmaking uh, at the highest level. So we're talking about films that are worthy to be seen and screened with, you know, uh, award-winning uh, film festivals like like Sundance. Wow, and that's been what this week has been all about.
1: Well, I, I'm I'm very envious. I would love to go to the Sundance Film Festival. We love movies, and to be able to go to a festival like that, and then what you're doing there is is wonderful. So, what is the Sundance Film Festival like? A bunch of theaters. I mean, how is it set up?
7: Yeah, so uh, Sundance Film Festival has been going since the uh, early '80s, uh, and it was, of course, founded. Uh, by Robert Redford, uh, who plays uh, the Sundance Kid right. in the 1971 classic Bush, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, and so um, it's there are about 200 films that get screened during this week, mm. uh, and each each show is you know, each movie is is shown multiple times. Uh, they have, of course, a a couple regular theaters like we would think of a movie plex right uh but then uh also they have you know like right downtown park city there's the egyptian theater you know kind of one of those classic art house movie cinemas right uh and then they also yesterday i saw a film in the ballroom uh a converted ballroom of the double street hotel mm. uh that they have converted with uh you know regular um uh movie theater seats and risers and a screen and uh so, yeah, so there are multiple venues uh, around town, and there's you know the city buses take you from one venue to another, right. and uh, there are you know several thousand people that come and see and see these films all week long.
6: I'll
1: bet now does uh, Robert Redford make an appearance anymore?
7: so he is kind of kind of retired and handed on to uh, the next generation, mm-hmm. so he founded the Sundance Institute, which uh, kind of perpetuates the uh, not only the festival but also they they do formation of uh, the next generation of filmmakers so they have like uh, uh, kind of tracks for Native American filmmakers and uh, female filmmakers and um, so yeah so they they support also filmmaking proper uh, but I have not seen Robert uh, around himself he's a he's uh, looking a little worse for the wear yeah. uh, from, uh, you know, The Sting in 1973.
1: <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah, well, I mean, just to be there, though, and to be able to the opportunity to see all those movies and, you know, like I said, rub elbows with some of the actors. So Faith and Cinema and the organization you belong to, how is that? there? Have you seen any Faith-based movies? Are there any being screened?
7: Yeah, there are um, there. So it's both, you know. There's overt, you know. There there are kind of two ways you could think about Christian or Catholic filmmaking. Right. There can be overt reference, you know, and you where you have you know people practicing their faith overtly, and then you can have kind of themes that evoke you know dignity of human life. Exactly. And, uh, some of those themes of Catholic social teaching. So um, we have seen in. Uh, particularly in shorter films, short films and short documentaries, definitely themes. Like we saw a wonderful short called The Originals, which was uh, uh, five guys in, uh, who live in a neighborhood in Brooklyn who've lived there for you know decades, mm-hmm. and they talk about the value of community life and praying together right. and um, praying when people pass away and things like that. So they're kind of overt. Uh, but then I saw a wonderful film, called 1001, which was a story about a black family in a struggling black family in uh, New York City, and kind of over the space of 20 years, how their family um, comes together and experiences difficulty. And yet still, it's the strength of the family itself that helps them continue. Uh, and, and even if they're not succeeding, at least cope with the difficulties of their life together. So yeah, and there are lots of um, films like that. And of course, at a film festival, uh, especially a popular film festival like this, there are films that are definitely not in line with our with our Christian and Catholic values. Sure, um, you know there are there are films that that promote you know uh, abortion and all sorts and 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 uh, abuse and I right. wouldn't say promote abuse, but they depict it right. in a way that's very hard. So yeah, it's it's uh, you get the full gamut.
1: Oh, I, I'm sure. So have you had an opportunity? Any actors that you've had a chance to talk with any anything jump out at you?
7: So I've not actually talked myself with any actors. I, I chatted with a few directors uh, uh, and um, and actually a comedian that uh, may may be known uh, a fellow named Tim Hawkins hmm. who's popular on YouTube uh, is actually participating in our uh, in the Wind Rider Summit that I'm at. Uh, he is uh, kind of a Christian comedian, right. uh, kind of uh, mildly entertaining. Uh, and so, uh, so I've I've chatted with him a bit, but uh, but as far as actors, I can't say that uh, that I have seen Alden Ehrenreich or anybody fun like that.
1: Right. You know, we were talking earlier uh, earlier this week about uh, Mel Gibson working on a sequel to Passion of the Christ, and so I don't know if you've heard anything about that. Obviously, I think that would be a movie that people would really wait to see given the popularity of passion of the Christ and how that went.
7: Yeah, that's, you know, um, I think one of the things about Sundance is that it's focused on independent filmmaking, mm-hmm. which means it's kind of outside the mainstream studio system. Gotcha. Uh, and uh, so a blockbuster film like that, of course, no Gibson is himself a, a very well-known, you know, star. Uh, so that's the sort of film that of course, yeah, it's going to go directly to the major theaters most of the films that come here to Sundance are films that have not yet been picked up for for distribution. So it's the filmmakers themselves bringing the film and trying to get interest among distributors and companies to buy so that they can, that lots of people can see it. So that's one of the real values here is I'm seeing films that may never actually make it to the theater because they don't get picked up.
1: Ah, that's a good point.
7: Yeah. So particularly with documentaries, documentaries don't get a lot of, uh, you know they're they're not something that gets a lot of wide release so last night i saw a fantastic documentary about the chopin um piano competition that takes place in poland and um it was you know about six kids who were practicing and working to be the best piano player in the world and uh that probably will not get picked up to be honest because it's a very niche uh interest
1: right so but, but
7: it's, I, a, it's fun.
1: Yeah, I do love documentaries too. I, I to me, yeah. I, you know, whatever the reason being, I just find them fascinating and, and just thoroughly enjoy them.
7: Yeah, I saw a wonderful film yesterday called Fantastic Machine, which is a, a kind of a history of photography and how not only did photography get developed, but how um, having cameras in our pockets has changed us mm. as well. And so you know the fact that I have an iPhone that has twenty five thousand photos, most of them of me and my dog, <laughs> has changed me.
3: You know? Yes, and exactly. So, uh,
7: so it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you no, see it's it's things like I say that may, most people won't get to see because. Uh, It won't get picked up, but it's a neat opportunity.
1: No, that's great. He is Ken Hellanius, host of Living Stones, heard Monday evening, 730, right here on Mater Day Radio, anytime on the Hail Mary Media app, and, of course, our man at the University of Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana. Only today, he is in Park City, Utah at the Sundance Film Festival. How much longer are you going to be there for?
7: Uh, I actually, uh, tomorrow, I'm going to go hang out with the Dominicans at the University of Utah, the Newman Center there. And then on my way home to uh, to my dog
1: and my wife, of course, my beloved bride. (laughs) Well, hey, safe travels. Enjoy the rest of your time there. Thanks for being with us this morning.
7: Have a marvelous day.
1: You as well. God bless.
2: And it is 724 here at Mater Dei Radio. Oh.
1: Oh, I am so envious.
2: Along with my vacuuming this weekend, David, I'm going to be watching some movies. Yeah. I love documentaries, too, and independent films. We're fortunate here because there are theaters that show these yep. independent films, and, boy, you really find some gems.
1: Uh, yeah, I love documentaries. Uh, probably my favorite style of movie, really.
2: Yeah. And uh, so I will look up all of the documentary nominees uh, for the Academy Awards and watch some of those because Mm -hmm. really, you just get such a beautiful sense of the world through those documentaries. Well, if you are looking for something to do other than vacuuming this weekend, (laughs) head over to our community calendar. There are things that are starting today. Tomorrow, uh, all the way into next week and even next month. You know, it's not that far away. So head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com. Download the free Hail Mary media app because it's got an integrated map system too. It'll get you right to where you need to be. It is our community calendar. Access it on the Hail Mary media app.
4: Support for Mater Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist.
8: Support for Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. What
1: do the famous Batmobile, Lovebug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Dei Radio. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you, and you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materderadio.com
0: the morning blend a triple shot of catholicism conversation and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life Monterey day radio
1: 727 and Monterey day radio and the numbers are picking up in downtown portland we'll have them for you in the news
2: and you've read from the gospels of matthew mark luke and john but pope francis says let's start reading from the gospel of the family i'll have that story for you plus more coming up in news three minutes here is the thirsting with dreams we are the morning blend right here at mater day radio
9: if you're lost inside a dream and stuck in in between waiting for the answers to your life and if you're searching for a sign and you're down to your last dime You're hoping for more time to make it right Well every road takes a bend And every tree sways in the wind The journey is the end where it begins And you will fly high tonight You will fly high Stuck inside a rut And you're covered in the mud In a cistern deep and hollowed That's your life Well, every wave comes to an end And every path will take a bend The journey is the end where it begins And you will fly I go. I made my dream into an end. Please let my journey be the end where you begin. We will fly high
1: tonight. We will fly high tonight. That is The Thirsting and Dreams. It's 730 at Monterey Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
2: And in your news, an annual commemoration of the Nazi genocide of the Jewish people has become more crucial than ever amid a rise in anti-Semitism and Russia's war on Ukraine, say scholars of Jewish-Catholic relations. Now, International Holocaust Remembrance Day, is observed today, honors the estimated 6 million Jews, including 1.5 million children killed by Germany's Nazi regime during World War II. Started by the United Nations in 2005, the occasion also marks the 1945 liberation of Auschwitz, the largest of the Nazi systems of concentration and death camps. American Catholic bishops... Have been consistent in their support for relations with the Jewish community, resulting in a deepening of trust on both sides, said Adam Germinger, associate professor and co-director of the Institute for Jewish Catholic Relations at St. Joseph's University in Philadelphia. In November 2022, amid rising anti Semitic incidences, the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops issued a statement highlighting the upcoming 60th anniversary of Nostra Atete, meaning In Our Time, the Second Vatican Council's landmark document on Catholic Church's relationships to other faiths, which denounced hatred, persecutions, displays of anti Semitism directed against Jews. At any time and by anyone. Mm.
1: Yeah, this is the subject of Pope Francis' Tweet of the Day.
0: Communication in the church has come a long way. First, monks had to transcribe the Bible by hand. Then came the Gutenberg
1: Press. And now, there's Twitter. It's the Pope's Tweet of the Day. And here is Pope Francis' Tweet of the Day. The memory of the extermination of millions of Jewish people and people of other faiths must neither be forgotten nor denied. There can be no fraternity without first dispelling the roots of hatred and violence that fueled the horror of the Holocaust.
2: Oh, mm. well, amen to that. You know, David, anytime your travels take you to Washington, D.C., a must is to spend time at the Holocaust Museum. I'll, I will not deny it is It is a difficult journey into the history of the world. So valuable and important to still remember.
1: Well, locally, foot traffic continues to grow in downtown Portland, but it has yet to reach pre pandemic levels, according to new numbers released yesterday. Overall, the number of people downtown has increased by 25.7% from 2021. Large scale events, dinner, and entertainment options help propel a busier spring and summer for downtown with June being the busiest month of the year, with a little over two and a quarter million visits. Rose Festival, I'm sure, helped helped with that. Wednesday, foot traffic rose to the third busiest day of the week, showing that workers are beginning to return to downtown offices. It's interesting, Wednesday. Foot traffic within the downtown Portland Clean and Safe District is close to 60% recovered from 2019, but is still behind other cities in recovery from the pandemic. Portland in person traffic for retail businesses appears to be mirroring national trends with the rise in early shopping for the holiday season.
2: Okay, yeah, well, good to good. see. That's good to see, for yeah. sure. Well, in his address to the Roman Rhoda for the opening of the judicial year, Pope Francis says proclaiming the gospel of the family is one of the essential tasks of the church. Addressing the auditors of the Roman Rota at the beginning of the judicial year, the Holy Father said the church has the mission to proclaim the good news, which includes illuminating and sustaining the great mystery that is conjugal and family love. Pope explained that according to Christian revelation, marriage is more than a ceremony or social event. It is not a mere formality or an abstract ideal, but instead is a reality with its own precious consistency with its own precise consistency. Now, given that reality and the fact that marriage takes place between men and women with all their limitations and failings, the Pope asked how marriages can be engaging, faithful, and permanent. The answer, he said, lies in the fact that all true marriages, even non-sacramental marriages, are a gift from God to the spouses.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, the more you move, The healthier you can be. What? Yeah, that's the finding of a new study conducted in the United Kingdom where 4,500 people had monitors strapped to their thighs to monitor their movements. Researchers then examined how participants' behavior affected their short-term memory, problem-solving, and processing skills. So here's the good news. People who spent even small amounts of time in more vigorous activities, as little as six to nine minutes, compared to sitting, sleeping, or gentle activities, had higher cognitive scores. So the cognitive improvement was modest, but as additional time was spent doing the more energetic workout and benefits, they all grew. Adversely, spending more time sleeping, sitting, or engaged in only mild movement was linked to a negative impact on the brain.
2: Wow, I can believe that. Yeah. Just from my own experiences, I remember my daughters in high school years, they were on the swim team. Yep. Guess when swim practices? In the morning before right. school. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, that first semester when they were up early, they'd get in a good exercise and they'd go to school, their grades uh, higher than, you know, when they yeah. were kind of sleeping in. I'm like, you guys got to keep that up. And they're sure. like, but, you know, after swim practice, I, I you know, have something to eat and I feel so good by the time I get to school.
1: Yeah, isn't that interesting? It is. Yeah.
2: Well, for two decades, Horizon airs a Bombardier Q40 actually q400 turboprop fleet was the way passengers reached small airports around the pacific northwest and yesterday the final run for this plane as the airline phases out the plane and completes a transition to an all e175 jet fleet all right while it might bring back some fond memories of a trip that started with a flight on the q400 many may be glad to see these planes right off into the sunset now the passenger experience Is decidedly a little underwhelming there's no power it's a plug in your equipment no seat recline no internet no in-flight entertainment even some have window stage some don't and it didn't fit most roller bags it was kind of noisy in the cabin too as far as turbulence go Yeah, you felt every single bump in the air. Right. Well, today, some of Horizon Air's employees will make the plane's 22 year history celebration with a final flight from Seattle to Portland, where there will be retirement festivities. All right. Been on that airplane before?
1: I have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, A couple times.
2: Many of us have, for sure. It's been a
1: while, but, and then, you know. You see them flying overhead. They always have a little different sound than jets when they yes, fly over the top. Yes, because it's the yeah. turboprop. You
2: can hear yeah. that propeller just Well, workhorse all right. going away. So goodbye and farewell.
1: Flying into the sunset. That's it. In sports, lots of college basketball action last night. On the Bluff Child Center, University of Portland women continue to roll, beating the Pepperdine Waves 70-57. to 57. Alex Fowler led the Pilots with a game-high 26 points. She is just now 10 points away from becoming Portland's all-time leading NCAA Division I scorer. Portland is now 9-1 and in West Coast Conference play. They'll host Loyola Marymount tomorrow at 7 o'clock. That game, by the way, is a doubleheader with the men's team, who welcome 14th-ranked Gonzaga. Uh-uh. Bulldogs coming to the Child Center. That tips off at 4 o'clock. Speaking of the pilot men, they were in Los Angeles last night where they were defeated by Loyola Marymount 79-60. Down in the Valley, Oregon men defeated Colorado 75-69. to 69. In Corvallis, Oregon State lost to Utah 63-44.
2: Well, flu season comes and goes each year, but not without inflicting great suffering on a lot of people. For the young and old, the threat of an illness can be a matter of life and death. And one saint to invoke during this time of year is Saint Angela Merici, widely regarded as patroness saint against any illness. Today is her feast day. Now, during her life, she was struck blind while on pilgrimage, but was then miraculously cured a few weeks later. Additionally, after her death, her body was preserved from the natural effects of decomposition and remained incorrupt for 30 days. Now, ever since her death, she has been known to be a powerful intercessor before God, protecting people from an illness if it is in God's will. And with all prayers, the key is to pray with ardent faith and trust that our prayers will be answered. Now, this is part of the prayer that can be said to ask for St. Angela Merici's. Intercession. And it in part says, May the Virgin Saint Angela never fail to commend us to your compassion, O Lord. We pray that following the lessons of her charity and prudence, we may hold fast to your teaching and express it in what we do.
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community.
2: All right, kids are ready, and parents are lining up to watch, and the community is invited. Today at 4 o'clock, then tomorrow all day, beginning at 8.30, it is the Roman Catholic Challenge 2023 happening at Aquinas Hall in Portland. Come see and support this exciting Jeopardy-style competition in which teams of 5th to 12th graders demonstrate their knowledge of the faith. Through their preparation and competition, the youth, parents, coaches, and teachers can rediscover a rich and extensive body of Catholic knowledge. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, maturadayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. David, you can go and take notes for our next Faith Formation Friday. Do
1: you have to answer in the form of a question?
2: Oh, probably so if it's Jeopardy style.
1: Just curious. So you're going to hear about a new book, Women Made New. That's right after the forecast.
8: Support from Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814.
3: Please
7: join me, Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, and the listeners of Martyr Day Radio as we pray for the intercession of St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in our battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of Heavenly hosts, by the power of God, cast into
10: hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com
1: forward slash prayer, or call our prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's matradayradio.com forward slash prayer.
4: Support for Matraday Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at BestBuyBark.com or 503-645-6665. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran.
8: And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join
6: us every weekend on Mater Day Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings
1: at 8 as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty
6: and mystery of the Holy Mass.
8: It's fun, fast and faith filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you. Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Modern Day Radio.
1: The bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 744 at Mater Day Radio. We were pretty good. We were just writing up Jeopardy Bible questions.
2: We have all the categories lined up.
1: I think we should do that. Martyrs, heretics. (laughs) There you go. It's all, all ready to go. I like it. Uh, forecast today, going to see a little rain out there this morning. It'll decrease throughout the day today, high of 47 degrees. 30% chance of showers tonight, low of 40, and then showers for Saturday, 42. Saturday night, eh, there's a chance of snow. I think, though, it's kind of decreasing as I see the forecast, but uh, still a possibility.
2: All right. Well, currently it is 42 degrees at St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Tigard.
1: And 39 degrees at St. Alice Church in Springfield.
2: Well, growing in holiness, well, that's a goal for all of us. But overcoming challenges and avoiding pitfalls, not to mention the busyness of daily life, I can make the path just a little difficult to follow. But we are not alone, ladies. We look to the saints as guide. And today, we have real modern mentors that have been through it and offer us all help and some hope. In her new book, Women Made New, Kristalina Everett, features the captivating stories of 12 women who overcame their personal trials and are now champions for the kingdom of God. Well, I want to know more about these amazing women, and I want to talk more to Crystalina Everett. Good morning, Crystalina. Thanks so much for joining the show today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm excited. I got to say, Crystalina, you know, when I am feeling like, how am I ever going to be able to overcome what is happening in my life, when you feel isolated and alone. From my own experience, I know that knowing that other people have been through what I have been through and have come through it stronger than ever, it gives you hope. It really makes you feel like I'm not alone in this. Tell our listeners about how you found these 12 women and how you got this book put together for us. But first, I want to just, Just assure
11: all of your listeners out there that they are not alone in their walk, and it doesn't matter where they've come from, what wounds or maybe sins they're holding on to, that there's so many women experiencing uh, the same trials. And so don't believe that demonic dialogue that the devil gives us on that daily basis of just beating us down in our spirituality, where we're at in our lives, and that we can't overcome maybe this mountain that's in front of us because he wants to keep us so locked away and I was really experiencing that, and that's one of the reasons this book came uh, to be, and I realized there's so many women out there who were hurting just like me, and I wanted to help them, but let's go back to the very beginning of when I was actually eight months pregnant, I believe with our ninth at that point, and we just moved to Arizona, and I reached down to get a juice box, and when I went back up, I was really lucid and because I was ready to have a baby and a lot of women understand when I say that. And when I came back up, my bones kind of opened and my back and when they went back, they went back the wrong place. So oh. I was like literally dislocated and I fell to the ground and I was in so much pain. Jason took me to the hospital. They didn't know what was going on. I couldn't do anything because I was so far along in my pregnancy. So I just had to stay like that. And I mean, there's times when you're crying to God. And there's times when you're crying out to God. And this was a time in my life where I was like crying out to God. I couldn't even go walk or even crawl to the restroom by myself without Jason's help. I was pretty much bedridden for the rest of my pregnancy. And it's like I, I had to embrace my relationship with Jesus and instead of getting angry because that was a temptation. Because everything was so out of my control. And that's the worst. And especially when you're pregnant, right? You already feel out of control and this and just moving here. And in that time I really dived into my prayer life. And I had this dream and now just bear with me. I had this dream and all of a sudden I had all of these women who had their backs to me, different ethnicities, shapes, sizes, just rows and rows of women were in front of me. And all of a sudden I saw this black shadow swooping in and out of these rows of women. And as it would pass by these women, they were throwing something behind them over their head and all of these things were flying over. And I said, Lord Jesus, what are those? And I turned around to see what all these things were that were being thrown. And as I turned around, there was this desolate desert and these these like magnificent gems were falling from the sky onto this sand and and it sounded like thump, like on wet sand, right? And the sand would come up, swallow these gems like it was never there. And I said, Lord Jesus, what are these? And he goes, Those, I felt like I heard a voice, those are the gifts and talents and virtues that I have given women in their vocation. And they are giving way to the world and they're throwing them away. Ah. And he said, go get the gem, find the gems and give them back to women. And then I woke up and I'm like, I woke up and I said, what gems? What, what is, where are these gems? You know, I was so unsatisfied, Like, where are these at? And it was just like, I told Jason, my husband, and he goes, okay, well, well, we'll pray about that. But here I'm emotional and I'm, I'm pregnant. I'm going through a lot. So I put it in my heart and I took it to prayer. And a lot of things happened with my Women Made New ministry, with my relationship with EWTN and my television series. Just so many things I wanted to do to help women because there's this generation of women that was left behind from these women that left in the 60s, but they left their family behind. And I was one of those casualties. And mm-hmm. my mom, God bless her, she, she raised us as a single mother, but she had to leave the home, but I felt very inadequate, especially when I got married, running my own household, trying to be a good Catholic wife and mother. I felt pretty handicapped. But with that being said, I just knew there was a lot of women going into marriage in their lives right now, holding on to a lot of wounds, brokenness, past sins that they just don't want to face that is really affecting who it is they are and that God is calling them to be. And that's pretty much the main question in this book, I want women to ask themselves as they go through it is what is it that is keeping you from becoming the woman that God is calling you to be? Because there's something and whatever that one thing is, that's what we need to focus on because that's where all those vices are stemming from. Right. And it's hard to take a look at those things, but at the same time, God will give you the grace. And when I was interviewing the different women and asking the different contributors and Catherine Hadra was one of them, and she back then was part of the EWTN family and she still is today. I, she said, "Crystalina, what do you want me to write about? I said, go to Adoration, Catherine, and Jesus will give you that gem he wants mm. you to give to the women. And when I said that, I remembered my dream because it had been years later. And when I got off the phone with her, I said, oh, my gosh, I'm collecting the gems. These, I feel like all these different stories in this book are compiled of these different gems and We're talking about women that are true overcomers, that they're dealing with body image, people-pleasing, divorce, sexual abuse, spiritual warfare. Uh, If you've had miscarriages, I mean, you name it. These women have really gone through and they were so raw, and that's what's so beautiful about this, is that they really put their experience where they were at and how they overcame it. And all of these women are powerhouse women that have their own ministries that can help you heal and become your, that powerhouse that God is calling you to be as well.
2: Well, those gems can be found in Kristalina's new book, Women Made New, Reflections on Adversity, Transformation, and Healing. It is out by EWTN Press, also through Sophia Institute Press. Well, Chris, there are twelve women in your book. Is that a number that just those are the number of women you could connect to, or is that a very specific number, just kind of reflecting back on well, the twelve apostles that followed Jesus, and maybe twelve women who we have to look to in the church today.
11: You know, it's interesting. It came to the twelve, and there's actually a priest, Father Joseph Mary Wolf, who is the chaplain of UWTN. There's one man in there, but he's a priest. And his chapter is magnificent, and it's it's called Beauty Tips, you know, if you can believe it. And it's fantastic, but spiritual beauty, right? And he really dives into that. But I actually just went to adoration. I I try to be as Eucharistic as possible and involve Jesus in, in a lot of the decision-making and everything that I do. And I just prayed. I said, okay, Lord, if you really want me to write this book, I need you to guide me and show me who it is you want to be a part of it, and slowly just different in prayer, different names would come up. And then the very last one was Mother Angelica. And that's where I I literally dropped my pencil in adoration. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Uh. i been shooting for the stars and the moon. This is like the universe. So I was a little intimidated. But at the same time, when God asks you to do something, God is asking you to do something. And so many times in my life, I think I've put God off and said, later, later. And I realized that holds weight, like there's seriousness. And if God of the universe King of Kings is talking to me, and we all hear that small, still voice. You know right from wrong. You know if you should be doing something or not be doing something or dating someone or not be dating something. And it can go on and on, but we all know. And deep down, I felt like, oh, my gosh, I just need to keep moving forward. Okay, and I put Mother Delica and by the grace of God, all the doors were open, and I was able to compile two chapters from uh, her archive, um, old, old videos. I listened to about 300 hours of her videos, and I was able to compile two chapters from her that have never been in writing before and a beautiful prayer in the beginning that I found that they have not actually put in print yet. And it really is about, um, Don't be disappointed. Like, God is really going to take care of you with his providence and to hold your head up high, basically, because God has got you. And God does. He's got all of us. No matter who you are, where you've been, what you've done, he has got
2: all of us. Oh, he does. And with the help of uh, the saints, with our inspiration and all these close female friendships that we have, boy, we lift each other up in times of need, especially Crystalina Everett joining us today to talk about her new book, Women Made New. Crystalina, I've loved our conversation so much. I really want to dive into this book and kind of peer into some of these chapters more, but I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue our conversation in the next half hour? Oh, I, that I look forward to. It. Absolutely. <music>
1: It is 7:55 at Day Radio. David Brenda with you on the Morning Blend this Friday morning. Weekend coming up, maybe you're going to do a little garage cleaning. Maybe have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV sitting in there you'd like to get rid of. How about donating that to Day Radio's vehicle donation program? Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, vehicle donation. Take it to the main page there. Really, a quick and easy process and a likely tax deduction for you as well. That is Motrade Radio's vehicle donation program on our website at matraderadio.com or through the Hail Mary media app.
4: Support for Motrade Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722.
0: Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary, this is Modern Day Radio, KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield,
1: Translator k 235 BF Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Hi, everyone. This is David from Day Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Monterey Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon.
0: Some are morning people. Others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Dei Radio.
1: It is 7.57 at Mater Dei Radio and a move to make electric vehicles more accessible. We'll have that for you in the news.
2: Well, you wouldn't put toxic chemicals in your body. So why are they showing up in makeup? washington state looks to put an end to that that story plus more coming up right after awaken the saint
12: hey everyone i'm colleen with awaken catholic and this is awaken the saint today's saint is credited not only with founding the first secular institute but also for creating the first teaching order of women saint angela morisi was born on a farm in Desenzano, italy in the year 1474 Orphaned at a young age, she and her sister grew up in the home of her uncle. When her sister died suddenly, without receiving the last rites, Angela was left with a deep grief. In great distress, she prayed fervently for her sister's soul. God then revealed to her in a vision of her sister in heaven among the company of saints. After this vision, she became incredibly devout and joined the Third Order of St. Francis, embracing a life of austerity. When she turned 20, her uncle also died, and she returned to her hometown to live on the land left to her as a dowry. It was there in Desenzano that she first began to recognize her calling. She noticed that so many of the young girls without education had no hope for a good future. So she opened up her home to educate and instruct them how to pray and participate in the sacramental life of the church. Soon, God gave her another vision this time telling her to found a company of consecrated virgins who would devote their lives to the religious education of young girls. Immediately, Angela brought this vision to reality, creating a small group of women fueled by nothing more than their mutual love of Jesus and committed service to his church. Her group was so successful that she was invited to establish a similar group of educators in the neighboring town of Brescia. Then in 1524, she took a pilgrimage through the Holy Lands. But during her journey, she was suddenly struck blind on the island of Crete. Unfazed by the setback, she continued her pilgrimage with enthusiasm and zeal as she visited each sacred shrine. On her way back, she prayed in front of a crucifix in the same spot where she had lost her sight, and suddenly her vision was restored. She took this experience as a message from the Lord that she must never shut her eyes to the needs of those around her or to shut her heart to God's call. A little over 10 years later, Angela gathered 12 consecrated virgins and laid the groundwork for the order of the Ursulines under the patronage of St. Ursula, who was revered for her great piety and leadership among women. The first of its kind, those in her order were to live outside the cloister. They wore no habit, made no formal vows, except that of poverty, chastity, and obedience, and sought to educate young girls in their homes. By the time of her death in 1540, there were 24 communities of the company of St. Ursula. Opening both schools and orphanages, the Ursulines were officially approved by Pope Paul III just a few short years after her death in 1544. St. Angela had a vision of improving society through bringing proper education and religious teaching to young women in the home. One of her favorite sayings was, disorder in society is the result of disorder in the family. In today's world, her mission is still just as important. May we all carry the same vision in our hearts, that true change starts at home, within ourselves and within our own families and relationships. St. Angela Merici, pray for us.
2: And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio, download our free Hail Mary media app. You can find all the details at com. It's 8 o'clock.
1: And in your news this morning, this could make it a little easier to own an electric vehicle in the Rose City, especially for those who can't afford them. The Portland City Council is considering a proposal to require new multifamily housing with five or more apartments or condos to include conduits and electrical capacity to install future electric vehicle charging stations access to convenient charging is a key factor in people's decisions to buy an ev researcher shows but many portlanders don't have the means or don't own their residences and aren't able to install the equipment that's a problem especially for low-income portlanders who disappropriately live in apartment buildings as oregon plans to phase out the sale of gas-powered cars by 2035. as of october over 19,000 evs were registered in portland That's about a third of the state's 60,000 registered EVs, state data shows.
2: Well, a sacristan was killed and a priest wounded during a suspected terrorist attack Wednesday on two Catholic churches in Spain. As reported by Europa Press, according to police sources, the sacristan of the Church of Our Lady of La Palma was murdered and the pastor of St. Isidore Church wounded. Now, both churches are in the city of Algeciras near the far southern end of the Iberian Peninsula. Now, the news outlet further reported that the St. Isidore attacked. The suspect entered the church, struck a statue with a machete. The priest tried to expel him and once outside, the suspect stabbed the priest. Now, in the wake of the attacks, the mayor of the city, Jose Landis luce, decreed a day of official mourning with flags at half-staff on municipal buildings and announced that a rally will be held in front of the city's largest church. Now, various Spanish bishops condemned the attack and offered their condolences to the victims and their families. And Mayor Ted Wheeler's office on Thursday announced the beginning of a 90-day reset plan in Portland's Central Eastside Industrial District, the result of business leaders calling for help in late November. A ramp-up in homelessness, trash, and crime have been apparent throughout most of Portland throughout the last several years. People have complained to the city that they have a hard time using the sidewalks, getting to school, or getting to work. They're afraid to park cars in the street. Well, after a November listening session, the city began clearing camps in the central east side. Wheeler's office said that the city has already removed 125 unsanctioned campsites that posed a significant threat to public health, public safety, or blocked public rights of way. began removing graffiti from the neighborhood. Well, that plan, started Thursday, is wider-reaching and includes about 30 different goals. Those include removing homeless camps by reducing the number of unauthorized tents by 70 per cent, scrubbing down more graffiti, and improving lighting through the neighborhood.
1: Well, the U.S. economy expanded again during the fourth quarter, registering solid growth to end 2022. Even as consumers and businesses battle inflation and rising interest rates, Gross domestic product, the broadest measure of economic activity, increased at a rate of 2.9 percent from October to December last year, according to Commerce Department data released yesterday. For all of 2022, the GDP expanded 2.1 percent, the report showed. Now, 2022 was a year of transition as the economy continued to recover from the pandemic and spending imbalances, But economists say businesses have since readjusted to supply chain shortages, and consumers have shifted their spending away from furniture, bikes, and other goods, and toward services like travel and dining out.
2: Well, the Washington State Department of Ecology found high levels of toxic chemicals in some common beauty products as part of a study published this month. It came as state lawmakers are considering a new bill that would ban cancer-causing chemicals in those products sold in Washington. The House bill would restrict the manufacture, sale, and distribution of cosmetic products that contain nine chemicals, including formaldehyde, mercury, and PFAS substances. Now, the bill failed in legislature last year. And if Washington were to pass the bill, it would become the first state in the country to ban chemicals in these products. As part of research for the bill, the legislature directed Ecology to test a variety of cosmetic products marked to people of color. Also, the state purchased 50 products from Walmart, Target, Fred Meyer, and Dollar Tree in the Puget Sound area, including foundations, lipsticks, lotions, leave-in conditioners, and hair gels. The ecology sent them to a lab for testing, which found heavy metals in some powder foundations Ew. and lipsticks. Wow. You wouldn't put that in your body, and yeah. so why would we even think about putting it on our bodies? No doubt, really take the time. I I know makeup can be expensive. Trust me, I know. <laughs> but to spend a little bit more on organic yeah. uh, products, all the more better for you. No doubt.
1: Well, in sports, the NFL Conference Championship set for this Sunday. First up at noon, the San Francisco 49ers play at the Philadelphia Eagles for the NFC Crown. That's on Fox. Then at 3.30, it will be the Cincinnati Bengals at the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC title game. That's on CBS. Of course, the two winners of those games will advance to the Super Bowl on February 12th. At the Australian Open Tennis Championships, it will be Novak Djokovic facing Stefano Sissipas for the men's final. The women's final will have Elena Rabakina, she'll take on Irina Sabalenka for the women's finals. Once again, <laughs> Djokovic, three straight set winner. No, uh, He beat Tommy Paul, the last American in the uh, tournament, and... Uh, Paul had a great tournament. I okay. mean, he was he was unranked, but no match Got for the, Djokovic. Yeah. But he did get to the semifinals, so nice. good for him. And I saw this this morning, too. If you were a fan of college basketball for many years, broadcasting college basketball, the final four, Billy Packard passed away at the oh. age of 82. So uh, I watched so many games with Billy doing the broadcast, particularly the final four. I think he did like 30 straight years. Really? The Final Four is on oh. CBS. Uh, Al McGuire was his partner for many years. Dick Enberg. So, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, prayers for Billy Packard and his yeah. family.
7: With your fist holding tight
0: to the string of your kite, oh,
1: let's, let's
2: go fly a kite. That's right. You know those yeah. words. I love that song. Well, using an ancient solution for a modern problem, a firm has successfully tested how a giant kite can be used to tug shipping vessels across the ocean and significantly reduce the amount of diesel fuel they use. Yeah. This is incredible, yeah. David. Listen, it's tempting to call the product a sail and the activity of sailing. However, even the word kite belies the technology sophistication of, of the sea wing that is built by air seas now retrofitted onto the front of any container ship. This massive parafoil can generate 20% of the vehicle's total propulsion. Mm. Now this was recently confirmed as part of a test with a French container ship, the VA de Bordeaux, as it moved aircraft parts from the U S to France now it is meant to be fully automatic, so it's one of the most high-tech sails you're likely to see. At the push of a button, the parafoil is evenly deployed from its command console into a sharp breeze by a series of tethers. Now once deployed, the tethers are programmed to gather information about yaw, yaw, pitch and wind, I guess those are all like oh, yeah. wind sailing terms. Sailing terms yeah. Yeah and constantly is shifting the position of the parafoil to catch the greatest amount of wind energy. Now, once the kite is no longer needed or the wind goes flat, it evenly retracts back into its command console. The company is thrilled to have reported that the ship reduced its consumption of a dirty diesel composite called bunker fuel, by 20% over the course of its journey. Air Seas has already had several buyers lined up, and Japanese shipper K-Line could outfit as many as 50 of their ships in the next few years huh. with sea wings. I mean, that's brilliant. That's and I found online clever. it looks just like that. If you can imagine a cargo ship and right out front of it, it's this big right. parasail. Huh. Incredible. That's, 20%. That's a significant that amount of fuel savings. That's pretty cool.
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community.
2: All right. It is tomorrow. We've been talking about it over the last few weeks. At noon, it is the Mass for the March for Life at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Salem. All participating in the March for Life are invited to this Mass that Archbishop Alexander Sample will offer before the event. Then at 2.30 tomorrow, It is the March for Life at the Oregon State Capitol steps in Salem. Join thousands of Oregonians at the steps of the Oregon Capitol for the first March for Life since the overturning of Roe v.ersus Wade. The band will begin playing at 2.15 with speakers starting at 2.30. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app.
1: And Brenda continues her interview with the
4: author of Women Made New. It's right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsborough online at BestBuyBark.com or 503-645-6665.
5: Please join Macho Dei Radio and Franciscan missionary, Sister Anne Marie Warren with the morning offering. O oh Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works,
11: joys and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
5: Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit maturadayradio.com.
8: Support from Watch Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie. Located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood, the Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com.
6: It may be hard to believe, but Ash Wednesday and the start of Lent are just days away. Get ready for this special season in the church with help from Matre Radio. Unite with us in prayer during our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the sacred mysteries of the Holy Rosary, the chaplet of divine mercy, and Catholic reflections that will enrich your life. Matre Radio is also eager to pray for your personal requests through our prayer hotline. You can send an intention to our prayer team now by clicking the Pray button on the Hail Mary media app and MatredayRadio.com or call directly to the prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Lent will be here before you know it. Make sure you're ready to pray with the Hail Mary media app and Day radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
1: And it is 8:14 at Mater Dei Radio. Well, got about a 90% chance of rain this morning. That'll decrease throughout the day today. High of 47 degrees. 30% 30% chance of showers overnight tonight, low of 40. And then showers for Saturday, high of 42. Saturday night, eh, iffy. Maybe we'll rain, rain, snow mix. Going to get cooler, though. Low down to 25 Saturday night. So that's, that's probably cool. the big issue is the, how cold it's going to get.
2: All right. Well, it ain't that cold yet. It's 41 degrees at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Battleground.
1: And 39 degrees at St. Mary's Church in Albany.
2: I am continuing now with Kristalina Everett. Her new book is Women Made New, Reflections on Adversity, Transformation, and Healing. Crystalina has joined us today. We've been talking about this incredible book and how it came together. Now we're going to take a look at some of those chapters and what we're going to learn. Crystalina, thank you so much for staying with me today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, first, let's talk a little bit about Mother Angelica. We were joking as I was preparing for an interview. I thought, well, now that must have been quite an interview to tackle. Of course, Mother Angelica, God rest her soul, died in 2016. But this year, in fact, in April would be her 100th birthday.
11: I mean, wow. Yeah. I'm excited. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's phenomenal. You know what? Let's just take a look at Mother Angelica alone, right? I Love her. She's such a huge role model in my life, and I'm. her whole essence is truly intertwined in this entire book. And before each chapter is a quote from Mother Angelica that kind of fits the chapter and what is happening. And she's just such a powerhouse that it just is such a sign and shows us that if you just say yes to whatever Jesus is asking, no matter what, you truly can set the world on fire. And I feel like Mother Angelica is still doing that from heaven And the gospel is being proclaimed and Jesus and the Catholic Church all over the world just because this little nun was obedient. No matter what, she was obedient to what God was asking. And if we can learn to do that in our own lives, I know God is calling all of you, every single one of you listening right now, God is calling you. It's not too late. You can start over and God wants to do great things. But it's time, ladies, to show up to our own fight. And really, that's what this book is all about, and helping you to face those hard things, helping you to face it, own it, heal it, so you can truly become the woman God is calling you to be, because we live in such a hurting world right now that it's all hands on deck, and that you're not exempt from this call that God is asking you to step into.
2: Well, this is a book for every woman to break open. Crystalina Everett joining us today to talk about women made new. All right. Well, let's break open these chapters. As you said, each one begins with a quote or a prayer from Mother Angelica. And then just share with us a little bit more about how each one of these chapters breaks open a theme and how each one of these women kind of share their story on those topics.
11: So if you have in your in your past struggled with like, for example, Mother Angelica, one of her chapters is about like personal prisons and regret and remorse and sorrow and the difference between that. And she says in one of her chapters that there are grown men in prison who are more free than a lot of people walking on Earth right now on the street because they are locked away in their own prisons that they've given themselves and their sins and their wounds. And then it also goes on to just surrendering. And that's a chapter from Teresa Tamio, just surrendering to what God is asking you to do, whatever challenge there is also changes in your life. Women are constantly having these ebbs and flows and seasons in their lives and just different tools, how to manage those because maybe some of you just got married or some of you are engaged or graduating or, Maybe you are in your older age, and you feel like God is done with you, and what do you do with the rest of your life? But God is not done with you yet. And this book really is for, I'd say, 18 and up. If you're graduating from high school on up, it is an excellent book for you. And it's a book that I think you'll use throughout the years and the different seasons of life. And it's also an excellent book to take into adoration and really break through and just go through the different chapters and see what God puts on your heart. Because some women have a hard time going to adoration, but... I'm telling you, ladies, if you can do anything, get close to Jesus. Go to Him in the Eucharist and sit with Him in adoration. See what it is He's asking of you. And even if maybe you struggle with an abortion or sexual abuse, these are things that are covered within this book and how to heal. And that's one thing with all of these contributors. They all have their own apostolate. They all have their own ministry that I'm handing women almost an arsenal, I feel like, in this book of a weapon that look, if you've struggled with A, B, and C, this woman has two and she has the ministry and the tools to help you heal and overcome that. So it doesn't matter what walk of life you're coming from, but that you can become and shed all of that, and become the woman God is calling you to be.
2: Kristalina, it feels like society, especially when it focuses on women, we hear every side of an issue that tells us well you should be this way but if we're this way well then we long to be you know, this way, stay-at-home moms wish to be working. They have a degree and they're not using it. And then there's working moms who feel like they've got to set everything aside to reach the top. But all they really want to do is be the one that's home caring for their children. As you said, Kristalina, these seasons of life and, and the hats that we have to wear appropriate to the person, it just feels like in our own minds about trying to be everything to everybody. Do we spend or why I should say, do we spend so much time focusing on what other people's ideals or goals for us are rather than, you know, with the help of these women, look to God to try to ask ourselves first, how do you see me? Why do we struggle with that so much?
11: You know, I, I experienced that myself. I know exactly what you're talking about. A lot of women are experiencing that now. And I think because God is asking us that we, we live in the world, where we're not of the world. And the problem is, a lot of the times I was trying to solve the problems I was having in my life in a worldly way. But I am, I'm a woman of God, and we need to handle our problems and face our problems and our fears and our brokenness with God and on our knees, not in a worldly sense. And I think that's where there's kind of a fracture of I am a woman of God. I'm not a woman of the world. So I go to God with my problems. I don't look on the internet or read magazines or find the latest and greatest cure in this and that. First, I go and I talk to God and see what he's asking me to do about that specific thing. Then everything derives from there. Then it can be kind of right order. And you're not always going to get the answer you want. You're not always going to get the solution that you want. But at the same time, You know you're in the will of God, and that's powerful, because no matter who comes after you, no matter who makes fun of you, no matter who talks about you or ridicules you or puts you down or the devil fills you with fear, none of that matters, because if God is asking you to do something, he is going to give you the strength, the courage, and all the tools necessary to go through it, but you've got to show up to your fight, and that is a huge thing, and one of the quotes Mm. from Mother Angelica, and I thought it was so perfect, especially for this book, it was just like the cherry on top, right? And she says, the spirit gave us his gift so we would be clothed with the jewels of virtue, the gold of love, the emeralds of hope, and the brilliant diamonds of faith. Let us not be content with the scotch tape and the aluminum foil of this world. And all too often, women take the counterfeits of the world. And we have to learn to decipher what it is God is asking and where we're falling into the trap of worldliness.
2: Oh, absolutely. Perfect. Go to the Lord. You know, as every mother would attest, especially when they see their teenage or young adult daughters struggling with themselves, you just want to say, if you could see yourself the way I do, boy, Mm -hmm. you would just be filled with the Spirit. And us older women, well, we need to remind ourselves of that, that boy, if we could feel that way about one of our children, how much more? god must feel about us and just yearning and calling us back to him so those are some of the stories that you will read about in crystallina's new book it is out by ewtn press and also Sophia institute press well crystallina i really have enjoyed our time together today for our listeners can you tell them where they might be able to go to just kind of peer in a little bit more about this book and maybe purchase a copy for themselves
11: Absolutely. WomenMadeNew.org. And they can download the first chapter. And also there are links there too. They can get it at EWCNRC.com. But there's links all over the page. And also just different tiny little like windows into each of one of the contributors on what they'll be talking
2: about. Oh, perfect. Well, I really appreciate your time today. Is so grateful that you have taken the time. A mother of nine, such a busy life. And well, we appreciate your time and also your time in putting this book together. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. God bless you all. God bless you too. And again, that is Kristalina Everett. The name of the book, one more time, is Women Made New Reflections on Adversity, transformation and healing I will be sure to add a link to where you can get right to that web page that Crystalina was just talking about you're gonna find that link on the podcast of this interview materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app
1: and it is 8 24 at mater day radio david and brenda with you on the morning blend this friday morning hey i got a new podcast up on on the go oh
2: yes michael saw-
1: kissinger
2: boy i saw your guys's picture on social media on facebook i think it was looks like you guys had a lot of fun
1: we had a great time michael great friend of mater day radio and of course he is the founder artistic director of the Vancouver Wine and Jazz Festival that's coming up in late August. But we talk about the years of the festival, Michael's career in music, conductor, artistic director, his wife Maria at the Madeline, music director there. So check it out. It's On The Go podcast. New episode is up. You can catch it on the website at materdayradio.com
4: or through the Hail Mary media app.
8: Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Blanchet House of Hospitality. Since 1952, the Blanchet House has been providing food, clothing, shelter, and aid to those in need. Services include a downtown Portland cafe, residential living, transitional housing, case management, and a 12-step program at the farm. Support and volunteer opportunities are online at blanchethouse.org. What's your next mission from God? You do have one, we all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on your next mission from God where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to your next
5: mission from God, Saturday mornings at 715 and Sunday mornings at 815, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Matri Day Radio.
0: It's good to the very last drop, the morning blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Matri Day Radio.
1: It is 827 at Monterey Radio, and a reason to get up and move. We'll tell you about it in the news.
2: And you know the four Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and Pope Francis says, well, every marriage proclaims the gospel of the family. I'll explain that story to you, Bliss, more coming up in news in three and a half minutes. Here is Dante Schmidt and Victory. We are the Morning Blend on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
10: me free. Now my soul can sing a new song. Now my heart has found a home. Now your grace is always with me
1: and I'll never be alone. That is Dante Schmidt and Victory. It's 830 at Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
2: And in your news this hour, an annual commemoration of the Nazi genocide of the Jewish people has become more crucial than ever amid a rise in anti-Semitism and Russia's war on Ukraine, say scholars of Jewish-Catholic relations. International Holocaust Remembrance Day observed today honors the estimated 6 million Jews, including 1.5 million children killed by Germany's Nazi regime during World War II. Started by the United Nations in 2005, the occasion also marks the 1945 liberation of Auschwitz, the largest of the Nazi system of concentration and death camps. American Catholic bishops have been consistent in their support for relations with the Jewish community, resulting in a deeper a deepening of trust on both sides, said Adam Geringer, associate professor and co-director of the Institute for Jewish Catholic Relations at St. Joseph's University in Philadelphia. In November 2022, amid rising anti-Semitic incidences, the USCCB issued a statement highlighting the upcoming 70th anniversary of Nostra Atete. It means in our time, the Second Vatican Council's landmark document on the Catholic Church's relationship to other faiths, which denounced hatred, persecutions, displays of anti-Semitism directed against Jews at any time and by anyone. The reason why this was important, too, is I saw the president of Ukraine, Zelensky, mm. he himself is a Jewish person and oh. talked about this day today. Right. Right.
1: Well, foot traffic continues to grow in downtown Portland, but it has yet to reach pre-pandemic levels, according to new numbers released yesterday. Now, overall, the number of people downtown has increased by 25.7 percent from 2021. Large scale events, dinner and entertainment options help propel a busier spring and summer for downtown With June being the busiest month of the year with a little over two and a quarter million visits, I'm sure the Rose Festival had a lot to do with that, Wednesday foot traffic rose to the third busiest day of the week following that workers are beginning to return to downtown offices. Would you have guessed Wednesday outside of the weekend? Well,
2: you know, now that you say that, it does make a little sense because if workers are doing like that hybrid work, meaning that they are working maybe Monday, Fridays from home, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in their downtown office. Yeah. Then, yeah, that makes maybe a little bit more sense that Wednesday might be the day that they're going to get out and about and do some things and have a nice lunch. Maybe
1: I could see that. So foot traffic within the downtown Portland Clean and Safe District is close to 60% recovered from 2019, but still behind some other cities in recovery from the pandemic. Portland in person traffic for retail businesses appears to be mirroring national trends with the rise in early shopping for the holiday season.
2: All right. Well, in his address to Roman Rota for the opening of the judicial year, Pope Francis says proclaiming the gospel of the family is one of the essential tasks of the church. Now, he was addressing the auditors of the Roman Rota at the beginning of the judicial year. The Holy Father said the church has the mission to proclaim the good news, which includes illuminating and sustaining the great mystery that is conjugal and family love. The Pope explained that according to Christian revelation, marriage is more than a ceremony or social event. It is not a mere formality or an abstract ideal, but instead is a reality with its own precise consistency. Now, given that reality and the fact that marriage takes place between men and women with all their limitations and failings, the Pope asked how marriages can be engaging, faithful and permanent the answer, he said, lies in the fact that all true marriages, even non-sacramental marriages, are a gift from God to spouses.
1: We just talked about it. it was A couple days ago, it was uh, National Spouse Day.
2: Exactly. Love Your Spouse Day. Love Your Spouse, for sure.
1: Well, the more you move, the healthier you can be. That's the finding of a new study conducted in the United Kingdom where 4,500 people had monitors strapped to their thighs to monitor their movements. Researchers then examined how participants' behavior affected their short-term memory, problem-solving, and processing skills. So here's the good news. People who spent even small amounts of time in more vigorous activities, as little as six to nine minutes, compared to sitting or sleeping or gentle activities, had higher cognitive scores. Now, the cognitive improvement was modest, but as additional time was spent doing the more energetic workout, the benefits grew. Adversely, spending more time sleeping, sitting or engaged only in mild movement was linked to a negative impact on the brain. So earlier we were talking about and this counts vacuuming. Yes. So if you vacuum your whole house and you know, that's a pretty mm-hmm. good little workout.
2: Actually you're you're absolutely right because you add stairs to that so now yeah. you're going up and down. Uh but yeah, you're right. Just housework in and it itself yeah. is is a not a, a lounging type of activity. No. So
1: think about that. You're moving with your feet, but you're also moving your arm back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, pushing the vacuum cleaner around. So can, there you go. It
2: can be heavy. And then there's that wonderful feeling of satisfaction That's when right. you see that room with all those beautiful lines. David, don't go walking in there.
1: So here is a here's a study that shows to you, <laughs> go vacuum the house.
2: I'm going to. Well, for two decades, Horizon Air's Bombardier Q400 turboprop fleet was the way passengers reached small airports around the Pacific Northwest. And yesterday was the final run for this plane as the airline phases out the plane and completes a transition to the all E-175 jet fleet. And while it may bring back fond memories of a trip that started with a flight on the Q400, many may be glad to see these planes fly off into the sunset. And the passenger experience is decidedly a little underwhelming. They point out that there's no power to plug your devices into, no seat recline, no internet, no in-flight entertainment. Some have window shades, while some don't. And it didn't fit most roller bags And, well, it was pretty noisy during the flight in the cabin. As far as turbulence goes, Mm -hmm. yeah, you knew when you hit an air pocket or any little kind of disturbance. Right. Well, today, some of Horizon Air employees will make the plane's 22-year history celebration with the final flight from Seattle to Portland, where there will be retirement festivities. I've been exactly on that jumper from Portland to Seattle. Yeah. Scott, a lot of times. So much though he knew the flight attendants that worked those flights.
1: hmm So. Yeah. The most interesting flight I ever took was a six-seater. That was oh. uh, That was an interesting flight. That, that was-, was to uh, Moscow, Idaho, actually.
2: That would so, uh, make me really nervous.
1: Yes, it, was, uh, it was it was actually kind of fun, but at the same time, too, it was, yeah, you know, a little more turbulence, you felt, for sure. Well, in sports, lots of college basketball action last night. On the bluff at the Child Center, University of Portland women continued to roll, beating the Pepperdine Waves 70-57, to 57. Alex Fowler led the Pilots with a game-high 26 points. She's just 10 points away from becoming Portland's all-time leading NCAA Division I scorer. Portland is now 9-1 in West Coast Conference play. They will host Loyola Marymount tomorrow at 7 p.m. So that game is a doubleheader with the men's team who welcome... The 14th-ranked Gonzaga Bulldogs to mm. Portland with tip-off at 4 p.m. Child Center always packed for that game because a lot of Bulldog I fans are say, there. I was going to say, are
2: there Pilot fans or Bulldog yeah, fans it's, in yeah, there? Yeah, it's,
1: it's, it's, bo- it's both for sure. And speaking of the pilot men, they were in Los Angeles last night, where they were defeated by Loyola Marymount, 79 to 60. Then down in the valley, the Oregon men defeated Colorado, 75 to 69. In Corvallis, Oregon State lost to Utah, 63 to 44.
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community.
2: And coming up on. For your calendar, February 10th at 5.30 p.m. is the annual Valentine Dinner Dance in Eugene at St. Mary's Parish Center, 5.30 social time, 6.30 dinner, 7.30. It is a dance. This is a pro-life fundraiser hosted by the Knights of Columbus. Also on the weekend of February 10th to the 12th is the Missionary of the Holy Spirit Vocation Discernment Retreat that's happening at Mount Angel Abbey. The Missionaries of the Holy Spirit invite single men ages 18 to 33 to a weekend retreat filled with tools to discern one's personal vocation. You can find more details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And
1: Lois Anderson, she joins us after the forecast.
4: Join thousands
6: of pro-life advocates for the Oregon March for Life on Saturday afternoon, January 28th at the Oregon State Capitol in Salem. The band will begin playing at 2.15 and speakers start at 2.30 followed by the march. It's the first Oregon March for Life since the overturning of Roe versus Wade and your presence is powerful. Oregon Right to Life advocates for the most vulnerable human beings whose right to life is denied or abridged under current law and works to re-establish protection for all innocent human life from conception to natural death. Join the Oregon March for Life on Saturday afternoon, January 28th at the Oregon State Capitol in Salem. To register and get more details on the big event, including parking information, go online to ORTL.org slash March. That's ORTL.org slash March. Make your stand for life with Oregon Right to Life.
5: Are you an early riser or commuter who desires to attend daily Mass but can't given your current work schedule? Holy Rosary Parish in Northeast Portland is now offering an extraordinary form of the Dominican Rite Monday through Saturday at 6 a.m. In addition to their 7 a.m. and noontime Masses, it's quiet, peaceful, and approximately 30 minutes in length. The new extraordinary form of the Dominican Rite Mass Monday through Saturday at 6 a.m. For more information, go to Rosary. PDX.org.
2: Have you decided that this is the year? Well, you're going to get a few things done to make it memorable. Well, one of those things can be to support Mater Day Radio when you shop for the cause. With your everyday purchases through Amazon Smiles or Fred Meyer Community Rewards, a percentage will go to support great Catholic programming. Sign up is quick and easy. Just go to our webpage for all the information at MontereyRadio.com, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
1: It is 843 at Monterey Radio. Well, a little soupy out there. We watch the fog kind of roll in up where we are. Now, it could be a higher, kind of a higher fog, but there is a chance of showers throughout the day today, high of 47 degrees Low tonight, 40 degrees with a 30% chance of rain, then a 90% chance of showers for Saturday. Saturday night could get a little interesting, maybe a little rain-snow mix. Going to get cold, though, Mm -hmm. Saturday night down to 25.
2: Ooh, that is very cold. Well, currently, it's still mild when I say 41 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver.
1: And it is 40 degrees at St. Michael's Church in Sandy.
2: Well, our Catholic community, we've never wavered in our stance to protect the lives of the most vulnerable. That's from the moment of their conception to natural death. Oregon Right to Life works to reestablish protection for all innocent human life. And part of their work, well, that includes the annual Walk for Life in Salem, and it's coming up real soon. Now, with the recent decision by the Supreme Court on the Dobbs case, well, how will that affect this year's march? Joining me today to let us know exactly what's happening, it is the Executive Director of Oregon Right to Life, Lois Anderson. Good morning, Lois. It is great to have you again on the show. Well, good morning. I'm always happy to be here. Well, the Dobbs case, I mean, that was such a huge decision, overturning Roe versus Wade. And what a huge win for the pro-life movement. Kind of tell our listeners a little bit about how you felt just kind of holding your breath and waiting as that decision was made. Well, it's interesting
13: to think about um, this time last year when we were hopeful in anticipating, but also guarded because um, there have been times before when we anticipated uh, either overturn of Roe v. Wade, I know back in 1992 or even. Um, a good decision, a good pro-life decision, and we're disappointed. So I think that we were feeling both of those um, uh, emotions and had both of those thoughts. And so the the uh, wonderful celebration of one year later, knowing that um, Roe v. Wade has been overturned, that we no longer have that that weight that was on us from that from that decision, the limitations that it placed on Americans and and how we could act uh, through our elected representatives to protect, protect the unborn. It's just um, every once in a while I catch myself remembering that it happened. yeah. <laughs> and it's very it's very exciting as we lead into um, our first post-Roe March for life, We definitely will be celebrating that uh, there is no more Roe v. Wade. But I think it's important for us to also continue to remember that um, more than 64 million unborn babies lost their lives under Roe v. Wade. And unfortunately, there are still unborn babies that are losing their lives to abortion Um, and and mothers who are making that choice and suffering the consequences from that from that decision to end the life of their child. And so uh, we will we will also have the somber moment.
2: And no doubt things can be overcome if we join our prayers And our voices. That's exactly what you will be able to do at this year's annual Walk for Life coming up in Salem. Well, we know about the results of that case, and it did turn decisions back over to the state. Well, and now we also know our fight, well, it does continue. So, will that make a difference then? You said it will be a celebratory march, but is the focus going to still be there or in a different way? Well, um, one of one of the
13: focuses that we will have, I mean, we are going to be at the Capitol and we will be um, joined. Our MC is a brand new uh, pro-life legislator um, from the Woodburn and Salem area and hopefully we will be joined by some legislators. They just started their session. Uh, so for for many of them, they they need to go home <laughs> for the weekend. But we hope that um, we will have some there. So there will be a focus on how important it is for us to continue to propose bills, to continue to communicate with our legislators how important it is to protect the unborn. That will be a part of uh, what we talk about and what we encourage people to do. We will also be focusing on how we each have an individual responsibility that while in Oregon, we will wait a while longer for those laws to pass um, we celebrate with states like Oklahoma and Mississippi and and Idaho, even um, Texas, who have passed protective laws. Nebraska is about to. Um, uh, they're working on a heartbeat bill. Um, we will continue to work so that Oregon will be that place in the future. In the meantime, though, um, we we have an individual opportunity within our own churches, our communities, our families to impact um, mothers who are unexpectedly pregnant and perhaps are not supported in continuing their pregnancy and choosing life for their child. Um, It's our responsibility to know where the resources are in our community. Maybe even we need to be one of those resources, supporting our pregnancy centers supporting um, housing, food banks, clothing um, swaps, all of the things that we know that, that um, mothers need and also that they may be thinking about um, and maybe feeling the pressure that they don't have what it takes to raise a child. We can individually make a difference and save those lives.
2: Well, the march is coming up very soon. Lois, tell us what do we need to know in order to join our voices together at this year's Walk for Life in Salem?
13: Well, the band starts at 2.15. You're welcome to come earlier than that. It's fun to come. We will have um, tables representing uh, pro-life groups, information from our Education Foundation, and it's uh, just a fun time to be together. Our program will begin at 2.30, where we will kick it off where we hear from um, Archbishop Sample. And then uh, we'll have speakers for a little bit less than an hour. So um, dress for varied weather, we know it's Oregon, so it can be sunny one minute and rainy the next. So we'll have the program, will go for a little bit less than an hour, and then we will join together and march around the Capitol. But we do have information on our website, some maps where parking is and additional information about the program. And just come prepared to join your voices. And if you would like to bring a sign, we will have signs available. We have some sign ideas on our social media. We really ask that people um, bring encouraging, positive signs. And uh, many times we have women and men in the crowd who have been impacted by abortion. And so we want to be encouraging and loving Mm. toward them. And uh, also toward all of the people that are going to be seeing us hopefully in their cars as we march through Salem and around the Capitol.
2: Well, it's going to be such a great day there, Lois, on Saturday, January 28th. Join your voices along with so many others and support our prayer for an end of abortion. Well, again, as we close, Lois, I thank you for your time. Remind our listeners again of the website that's going to give them all the information for January 28th. It's um
13: ORTL.org, or if you Google Oregon Right to Life, it will pop up. If you would prefer, you can always call our office at 503 463 8563, and we would love to talk with you as well.
2: Well, fantastic. Lois, thank you so much for your time today. The whole community, we pray for you. We pray for continued successes in the pro life movement, and we pray for all those gathered at the Walk for Life in Salem. Thanks for your time today. Thank you so much. It's always a great opportunity to be on with you. And again, that is Lois Anderson. She is the executive director of the Oregon Right to Life. The march is coming up on Saturday, January 28th. I will be sure to add links that Lois was talking about, including that phone number in order to find out more details about it. You can find those links on the podcast of this interview, matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app.
1: And it is 8.52 at Mater Day Radio. Well, if you haven't done so yet, please consider downloading our free Hail Mary media app. Over 1,800 people have already done so. If you go to our website, you can see all the information. By downloading the app, you can get access to our exclusive audio, video, and Prayer Library. You can tune in to live broadcasts of Mater Dei Radio. You can sign up for customized prayer reminders. You can even listen to podcast versions of our shows right on the Hail Mary Media app. Again, if you go to our website, all the information is right there on how to download it, how to get it, and all the information in total on the Hail Mary Media app. Details at
4: materdeiradio.com.
1: Hello, this is Father Matt Libra. Please join me as we pray for unity in our church, our community, and our country. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Holy Trinity, unite us as one. Bring unity to our diversity, so that in one body and in one spirit, we may love one another and glorify you. We ask this in your holy name amen may almighty god bless you in the name of the father and of the son
0: and of the holy spirit amen
10: for more prayer
1: resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions please visit us online at materdayradio.com or call our prayer hotline at 503-285-3737 Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass?
0: Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Day Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life the morning blend western oregon and southwest washington's number one catholic morning show on the bridge between your faith and everyday life Monterey day radio
1: and it is eight fifty-five 55 and day radio one last look at your forecast a chance of showers today High of 47 degrees, 30% chance of rain overnight tonight, low of 40. The 90% chance of showers for Saturday, high of 45. Saturday night, I know what I'm going to be doing, sitting by the fire. (laughs) That sounds
2: pretty good to me.
1: It could be cold. It could be breezy with the rain-snow chance down to 25 degrees. That's cold. So there you go. It is currently 45 degrees in the Rose City.
2: And closing out our show today, here is Crowder featuring Mandisa, David, let it rain. rain. We are the Morning Belen right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
10: Is there anybody's sunshine? Then turn to rain. Is there anyone's blue sky? Then turn to gray? Is there anybody's good?
1: Crowder with Mandisa and Let It Rain. It's 859 at Monterey Radio. Well, thank you for joining the blend, Morning Blend all this week. David and Brenda with you. We do appreciate it. Thanks to all of our guests. You are wonderful listeners. Looking forward to the weekend.
2: Uh, I'm My vacuum is calling my name already. <laughs> yes,
1: that's exciting. <laughs>
2: and then it's going to be begging for mercy by the end that's of the That's right. Day. You're
1: going to wear it out.
2: That is going to wrap it up for us on The Morning Blend. A great weekend ahead of wonderful activities, including the March for Life tomorrow. We hope to see you there. Have a very blessed day.